everyone, welcome to Robbers and Runaways with Steph and Rach. Yes, this is our first podcast of this series. Not our first YouTube video, no. despite our best efforts. We did try, but uh, our lights started to smoke, so we thought, you know, <laughs> let's not risk a fire. I was willing to risk it. Yes. Well, yes. Uh, but yes, this is Robbers and Runaways, the show where we talk about old news. Yep, really these old. The, very old. These are the stories that you may have missed, probably did, unless you were as into Trove as we are. Yes, or you were born back in the 1800s. In which case, welcome to the show. Please get in touch. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. Uh, because we would love some feedback on all of these stories. Mm -hmm. Every week we're going to have another theme. And today's theme is animals. Yes, and I must say before we start... Old news is so much more interesting than new news. Yeah. Yeah. It's just better written all around. <laughs> it's so much more creatively written. Mm -hmm. I feel like I was there. Yes. So, today's news comes from February 5th, 1809. From the Sydney Gazette and New South Wales Advertiser. Which was actually the only newspaper in Australia for a while. Okay. We're really leading the times with this one. So Melbourne didn't, didn't pick it up for ages. This is where we're getting all our news from. This is where everyone was getting their news from. Yeah. And this is some of the fun news that was... This is on page two of a two-page edition. <laughs> So it sounds like it's more important, but actually there is things after this. So this is more important than the sales, more important than the ads. It's up there. Okay, this is like, you know, the news that you wanted to know about. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This was the hot topic on Feb 5th. So we're just going to read our article eventually. I feel like I need a voice for this, but I don't know what voice that would be. Well, <clears throat> I don't want to revert to like a 50s newsreader. I could do 50s newsreader. It's not really in keeping with the period, is it? No, I need 1809 newsreader, which... Town crier? Yeah. <laughs> do we start have yelling bell? into the microphones. <laughs> Okay, so in animal news, and for context, this is coming just after this account of ship news that's all about conflict in Europe. Yeah, so important uh, news. Yeah. Yeah. A, a bunch of changing alliances, uh, Napoleon's brother getting killed in Spain, lots of big news, followed by a bird was on Sunday night found entangled in a spider's web which had been extended from tree to tree in Mr. Palmer's garden at Woolamaloo. It was a female of the species called Superb Warbler. The bird, not the spider. <laughs> anyway, he's not too up on their spiders. Uh, was lifeless when seen and the ingenious contriver of the trap parading on its head but whether it had been actually killed by the spider 
or died from any other cause could not be ascertained. Though from the size of the insect, there could be little room to doubt the possibility of its inflicting death upon the captive when exhausted by its struggles. And that's the entire article. There is no other context around this. No. Just a bird got caught in a spider web. Spider might have killed the bird. Or maybe the bird died and then fell into a spider web. Yes. Or maybe I mean, the, the bird was old and, you yeah. know, couldn't and struggle for it. This spider web was from, like, between two trees. So mm-hmm. I think this person's a bit quick to judge the spider. I just, I like that this is news. Like, yeah. These days, everybody knows that, you know, we have big spiders here. They kill, yeah. There is actually a spider called the bird-eating spider. Yeah. Um, but this is, like, news to these people. <laughs> yeah, this is 1809. These are very early Europeans. They're like, oh my god, the spider ate a bird! It ate a bird! Oh my god! Yeah. The web was from tree to tree. I don't know how Mr. Palmer reacted to this, but I do love the fact that they say Mr. Palmer's garden at Woolloomooloo as though people are going to know who and where that is. I feel like this man wrote in they're like, oh, does anybody have any news? And this man's written in with, there was a spider! Amazing! It was amazing, this giant spider web and this bird. Yeah. I really love how that article's written, by the way. Something that's, uh, Interesting about how these articles were written is that they're still using F's as S's. Yeah, I noticed that when you But go to not size, all the time. Yeah. Like when you got to the like the word size and it's still an F. Yeah. <laughs> like lifeless is spelled L-I-F-L-E-F-S. Mm. But it has both. And Mr. Palmer's, that has a genuine proper S. Yeah. Yeah. Superb warbler. The letter S. So they have them in their, you know, in their possession. They can use the letter S. Yeah. My favourite line from this article is when he says, possibility of its inflicting death upon the captive. (laughs) I just feel like it's so... Grand? Yeah, just like really narratively written. Like a way that they don't write news this. It's really trying to anthropomorphize that spider. Yeah. They're really trying to give it some sort of motive. Yeah, it's a murderer. It yeah. murdered the bird. It built that web there for a reason. Mm-hmm. It did, to catch its food. Which it, it did, did the bird. This would actually be some sort of a, like, a victory announcement for the spider. Hmm. Instead of this memorial for the bird that was dumb enough to fall into a web... We get more information about the bird, that it was a female, you know, it was probably out at night, wearing something skimpy. It deserved to be caught by the spider. I was kind of asking for it. Yeah. Should have stayed home. Yeah, but then... Why would a bird be out at night? Can't they sleep at night? Like, they can't see? Birds can't see? No, I mean, like, at night. Oh. The sun goes down, the birds go to bed. Unless they're not yeah. owls. Yeah, like nocturnal yeah. birds. 
So or like, like, like those lorikeets you know that don't shut up. We need Woolworths. to investigate this article further because yeah. I don't feel like a superb warbler would be flying around at night. Okay. So do we want to look up the superb warbler? Yeah. Are you showing everyone a picture as well? Mm. Alright. Maybe that can be yeah. our thumbnail for the, uh, for the podcast. <laughs> I was going to say for the YouTube video warbler. because uh, that's just going to be a picture of our lighting on fire. <laughs> it's going to be the thumbnail and just the video for the whole entire, <laughs> whole entire time. We'll just re- we'll turn it back on. We'll record the light smoking, and that can be our YouTube video. <laughs> so this really like does. Just just you know, bottom line, I feel like Mr. Palmer's lying. Right. Mm. He knows a little bit too much about this. Sounds like he had a nice dinner of superb superb warbler. (laughs) (laughs) And it really was superb. Tasted great with herbs and spices. (laughs) But he really does capture how bizarre the concept of a bird-eating spider Mm. was at this time. It just wasn't a thing. Mm -hmm. To the Europeans, at least. All of the indigenous population would have been like, yeah. Spiders eat birds. That's not How news. is this news? <laughs> now, this is immediately followed by another animal story. Mm-hmm. And this one's slightly more important, I would say. Yeah. Also, in a slightly interesting position, given that the previous story it was just about this spider who trapped a bird... Mm-hmm coming after all these stories of war and conflict coming from Europe. They've gone, uh, war was declared, (laughs) spider ate bird, and then rabid dogs could kill our children. (laughs) (laughs) I just feel like they don't know how to pace this Talk about burying the lead. So this is the next story. And can we just point out none mm. of these have headlines. Headlines haven't been invest- invented yet. Yes. But this is all one story. <laughs> there's not even a line in between. Well there's a line up here. But is that uh, what's after that? So that's between a formidable British force was in the beginning of August about to embark for Spain and Portugal. Um, remember this is now February 5th. <laughs> just for context. There's then a line that says, um, the extramine which sailed for Hunter's River a fortnight since, uh, with some guys uh, from Kent, Esquires on mm-hmm. board, uh, was by strong southerly winds driven to Port Stevens. Okay. But anyway, on yeah. to the dogs. Yeah, so while they're battling the winds to get to Port Stevens, um, dogs are coming after your children. Um, the number of dogs, which is spelt with an actual S, by the way, every night prowling about the streets, also spelt with S. Is, they're really... There's no consistency <laughs> here at all, is there? Are a nuisance, highly dangerous to persons that have occasionally... The necessity to be out after dark. Uh, like mm. the supreme warblers of people. Yeah. 
Those who have yard dogs for the security of their property ought at least to endeavour, by a sufficient fence, to secure the public from attack. Public is spelt with a capital P, which I do feel is accurate for the time. Like, mm. there's the public, the yes. citizenry. Can I just say I love the uh, sig- significant fence. This- <laughs> Sufficient fence, sorry. The sufficient fence. You know the public is going to be commenting on the sufficiency of these fences. Mm -hmm. Uh, The case, however, is very far from... Sorry, is very far different and it is not impossible, but that some defenceless child may, one of these nights... Be devoured by these voracious prowlers. It could possibly happen. When you let your child wander the streets at night, they could be eaten by a dog. Carrying some sort of a sack of meat. (laughs) Like a string of sausages around their neck. I do feel that ending has a tone of, okay, I gotta submit this to the editor, Mm. who really is running fast and loose with their use of S's. <laughs> I've got to make this seem important. I've yeah. got to be the damn horse story. More on that later. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just, look, I'm just saying this hasn't happened yet. I just, I but like, it's not impossible that a dog could eat a child. I like to think of the commentary. So it'd be like, you know, about the bird story. They're like, yeah, that's human interest. People are interested in that because it's, you know... It's a bit of... That's bizarre. And you yeah. know what? You put but your best foot forward with your descriptions. Yeah. But your dog story is lacking a little bit of uh, importance. A bit know? of colour. Yeah. Maybe just uh, add that children are in danger. Of being devoured. Not bitten and getting some sort of a disease or infection. Devoured. By voracious prowlers. <laughs> oh, I love the language. It's great. Nobody writes like this anymore. They really should. We should should. submit something Mm. to... But, you know, last time we tried to write like this was in Mm. high school for the um, ancient history page of our yearbook. And we used the word Harkins, and they didn't like that. No, they wanted to exercise some sort of editorial control over Harkin. Yeah. I feel like they thought we were just making fun of the whole thing. But, you know, it was ancient history. We should have been, you know. If anything, these articles would be too modern. Yes. (laughs) And this language wouldn't work. We should have replaced the S's with F's, though. We should have. That would have been awesome. I feel like our ancient history teacher would have been up for that. (laughs) Yeah, but the higher-ups would be like, oh, these idiots can't spell. Yeah. Fire that teacher. Fire all the English teachers. Um, We'll be back after this short break to let you know about the whole story. Um, More or less voracious than the dogs. Well, let's just say uh, spiders are devouring birds. Dogs Dogs are devouring children. What are horses devouring? The only way is... Salt licks? (laughs) (laughs) We'll let you know in a second. Welcome back, everyone, to Robbers and Runaways, your 
one true source for the news from 1809. Mm -hmm. The first from 1809. Well, the second, because there was only one. There was So we are the second. Yeah. (laughs) I... Okay, I assume people have read the February 5th, 1809 edition of the Sydney Gazette and New South Wales Advertiser. Who hasn't? Uh, well, at least one person since Feb 5th, 1809. We wouldn't be the first people reading this since then. No. No. You'd think people would be doing research into, you know, how early um, they were reporting about, you know, birds eating. Somebody's birds, spiders done, eating birds. Yeah, somebody's done a paper or a book on superb warblers mm-hmm. and voracious and found dogs. Yeah. The first reference. Of the superb warbler mm. in Sydney newspapers. Mm-hmm. In Australian newspapers. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if they subsequently discovered that the superb warbler was actually some other bird. Like, that was the British name for something like, oh, that's a warbler, that is. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually then, a kookaburra or something. Yeah. In which case, like, a bird eating a kookaburra. That's a bird. That's more a spider of a, eating oh, sorry, a kookaburra. Okay, a bird eating a kookaburra. A spider eating a kookaburra is even more human interest. Yeah. Because they're pretty big birds. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so... Following on from a... Uh, boat having to deal with winds that apparently was news. I I mean, I guess people cared about that because that was their only way home. But... uh, They're all waiting for their, um, shipments. They're like, I ordered this thing from England five years ago and it still hasn't arrived. Well, remember, they only just got news from Europe dated August. Now, I assume they mean August 1808. Mm-hmm. And not earlier than that. Because even, what, six or seven months is too long to wait for news. Well, yeah, it would have to be 1808. I can't yeah. imagine they'd be waiting over a year for news. Although, how long did the trip take from England to Australia back then? So, do we assume that the newspapers didn't travel by boat direct, that mm. they travel overland and then come from... Hong Kong, Singapore, mm. somewhere else. You Indonesia. Think? Good. Mm. Well, we really need the 1809 listeners to fill us in on this. Yeah. How did you get your news? Call in. Yeah. This is not a call in <laughs> show. So imagine that there's different hubs like Singapore where you just have a bunch of ships arrive at once. And they're from all over the world, and you're just getting news mm-hmm. from all over the place. So you're trusting the news source on the ground to say the right thing. Yeah. That the person on the boat, that I assume doesn't have a bachelor's of journalism, <laughs> probably has a bachelor's of they asked, How was yeah. your trip? And he's like, oh, <laughs> big winds. Rough to seas, that one. Stop it, Port Stevens. So, then they tell people on another boat Mm. who eventually tells this guy in Sydney what's happening. 
And then they report Purple Monkey Dishwasher. Purple Monkey Dishwasher. (laughs) Bird got eaten by Spider. (laughs) But that happened in Mr. Palmer's house. Yeah. So we hope that that's, you know, not news that's coming from overseas. But you know what? It probably was news from overseas when the next ship left Sydney Mm -hmm. on the way back. And then these people in London are getting these stories, like this copy of a Sydney newspaper where mm-hmm. a spider is eating a bird and there's rabid dogs eating children in the streets. I just imagine people <laughs> in England at the time going, oh, this place is wild. This is why we sent the convicts. <laughs> oh, but they say, uh, you know, property prices are low. I don't know. Our kids are going to get eaten by dogs. Mm-hmm. The or dogs spiders. are going to get eaten by spiders. <laughs> The spiders are going to be eaten by horses. I assume that's what the next article's about. Okay, well, the next article, uh, that again, just is really... Sometimes they use S's, sometimes they use F. So they're kind of working on their editorial style at this point. This one's about a horse. Uh, strayed from Mr. Edward Dowd's on the Parramatta Road... On Sunday, the 22nd of January, a dark bay blind mare, Mm -hmm. uh, the property of Mr. William Faithful of Richmond, any person finding, uh, finding the same and delivering her to Mr. Powell, Mr. Wilshire, or the owner will receive 20 shillings reward for their trouble and other liberal expenses. Now, there's a lot to unpack here. Who's Mr. Powell and Mr. Wiltshire? So, so, okay, I think Mr. Powell is actually the first guy that I read as something else because my printer wasn't working. Oh. From We're Mr. a professional program. Hang on, wait so Edward a second. Powell. No, that's not a... Yes, the 22nd Ah, of yes, I see. Yeah. Mr. Edward Powell. So it seems like Mr. Powell was taking care of this mare that was owned by Mr. William Faithful. Um, but straight away... Delivered her to Mr. Powell, Mr. Wiltshire, or the owner. The owner being Mr. William Faithful, who I assume is living under a pseudonym because nobody's surname is Faithful. Wait, who's Wiltshire? That's some other guy. (laughs) Okay, so... How do they know where Mr. Wiltshire lives? Well, they must just know these people. Because the only information... Here is he. Okay, let's say you find this horse. You now need to go to Richmond. It's like, Mr. Faithful, I found your mare. Yes. And walk up and down Parramatta Road. Walk up and down Parramatta Road yelling, uh, Mr. Powell, Mr. Edward Powell. <laughs> I'm ready for my 20 shillings. Here. It could be just a random person in the street just like, yeah, that's my horse. 
Also, the person who finds the horse would have to read this newspaper. Right. So what if the person who found the horse couldn't read? I'm going to say well, Mr. Powell never got his horse back. Well, it wasn't his horse. It was... Oh, well, uh, Mr. Whatever. It was Mr. Faithful. Which is kind of funny. Okay. Mr. Mr. Faithful, Faithful lost his, his horse. horse. Um, <laughs> okay, so I'm going to say Mr. Faithful never got his horse back. Yeah. There's a, they're really missing the opportunity for some great headlines here. So, Mr. Faithful in Richmond, I assume, says to Mr. Powell, Hey, you got land, you're on Parramatta Road. Um, I got this blind horse. Can you take care of it for me? He's like, yeah, no worries. Um, me and my mate, Mr. Wiltshire, we got this. And then the horse goes missing. So, Mr. Powell and or Mr. Wiltshire have to make this awkward, I was going to say phone call, but really, they need to go and say this. To Mr. Faithful in person. They go find him in Richmond. Oh, I don't know how to say this, but... Um, Do you think Mr. Wiltshire yeah, is the editor? Like, return to the editorial office or something? Maybe. Does it say? The editor of Ye Old Sydney Gazette and New South Wales Advertiser. I can find that out. Yeah, we should find yeah. out. Um, but I just love the idea that this guy's going to have to tell the owner, Mr. Faithful, who I'm pretty sure is in a witness relocation program because that's no one's surname. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. Um, the horse just went away. And also, the horse can't come back because it's blind. This sounds like the name of a man who was a con man. Yeah. And he's like, oh, no, I've got to change my name to something trustworthy. Yeah. Almost Mr. Trustworthy. <laughs> Damn it, it's taken. <laughs> yes, they really could have some fun with headlines. But headlines didn't really exist. We've got some divisions between different sections of the paper. We've got the old ship news, mm -hmm. which is everything that comes in from ships from overseas. Uh, we've got our auctions. Mm -hmm. And then we've got our ads. And... They hadn't started creating nice, creative headlines that really, really got you in. Yeah. And, as you've said, it's really great, great job trying to get your horse back, but you're really only yeah. uh, appreciative of people who can read. It's really just a slab of text. Yeah. Pretty much. Like, it's slab of text in three columns. Um. And I do wonder how all of these sales went. Because they just say, you know, a guy and then where he lives saying, hey, by the way, all of his stuff is here. Come and buy stuff. Uh, including things like 50 head of sheep. Hmm. Now, I can't imagine buying 50 head of sheep. Just being like... Okay, where are the keys? I'll take them. <laughs> well, you know, livestock auctions, I'm pretty sure, are still a thing. So, I mean, farmers out there might know how it goes. But, mm. uh, yeah, sale by auction. Uh, things like nine casks of soft sugar, but also you have to return the casks when they're empty. <laughs> 
The cast to be returned when empty. You get the sugar only. Yeah, seems a lot less generous than 20 shillings. I don't know. I mean, like 20 shillings. Or you could just keep the horse. Now, the horse isn't going to be super helpful. Because mm. it's a blind horse. Wait, where are the shillings coming into this? Well, upon delivering her oh, to yeah. any of these guys, um, they'll give you 20, 20 shillings. shillings. Yeah. Does that mean that each of them are like, God, I hope they go talk to the other guy? Because I don't want to give away 20 shillings. Well, how much like, was 20 shillings? I don't think a horse would have been worth 20 shillings. Yeah. But then nobody would have wanted to buy a blind horse, right? Right. But wouldn't you just keep the horse? If it's that or 20 shillings? Yeah, but I mean... You'd have to feed the horse. Mm. And how much work can a blind horse do? I guess it's going to be pretty obvious as well. Oh, you got this new blind mare? That's so funny, because I was just reading (laughs) in the Gazette. Also, I can't imagine that many people would have lived along Parramatta Road at the time. (laughs) So, um, it'd probably be pretty obvious if one neighbour lost his horse and then the other neighbour just happened to turn up as a blind bay mare. It looks suspiciously like the horse I lost last week, Fred. (laughs) Said friend in that tone. I just like to imagine that somebody found the horse, went up to Mr. Powell and said, hey, here's your horse. Uh, Give me my 20 shillings. Like, oh, no, no, no. I'll take the horse. But you need to go ask Mr. Wiltshire Mm. for the 20 shillings. He's got your money. Oh, yeah. And then Mr. Wiltshire, no, no, no. You... You want you want Mr. Faithful. Mr. Yeah. Faithful's got the 20 shillings. He's the one you're after. Faithful mm. sends them to Pal. Yeah. Meanwhile, this person doesn't have the horse as a bargaining chip anymore. There's just problems with that. Contact one of these three people. One that lives in Richmond. One that lives on Parramatta Road. One I don't know where Mr. Wiltshire is. Imagine, no, imagine if there's 20 guys named Mr. Wiltshire and they've all got these these guys trying to give him a horse. I would like to know what the readership of this newspaper was at the time. Yeah. How many people it actually reached. Because if it's just reaching the people along Parramatta Road, well then maybe they would see. And I suppose it is only two pages. So if you're yeah. getting the paper, you're reading the entire paper. You're reading both sides. Yes. It is you literally one piece of paper. You don't have much else to do. Mm. Okay. Well, we do know, though, that a few of these people are reading the paper. We know that Mr. Palmer reads the paper. Mm-hmm. That um, Mr. Powell, Mr. Wiltshire, Mr. Faithful read the paper. That's four. Um, Mr. Bevan's selling some stuff, so he'll probably check in. Uh, Mr. Lord... He'll check in as well. He's got coins that he's getting rid of. Unlikely it's the same person. <laughs> um, oh, Mrs. Anne Grant of Pitts Row in Sydney. She sells... So she's, you know, maybe she found the horse. Mm-hmm. Mr. Hayes. I do imagine all these people know each other. Yeah. Yeah. You're probably right. 
They're like, oh, look, Mr. Wiltshire's in the paper. I know where yeah. he lives, and I found that blind horse. Yeah. It, it'd be amazing, and we should really look for this, because, okay, there was only one edition every week. Mm-hmm. So it's completely possible that on a Monday, somebody puts in, oh, my God, I lost my horse. Mm-hmm. Wednesday, somebody puts in the sales by auction one times blind man. <laughs> 30 shillings or best offer. Oh, man. Or, you know, the person found, finds their horse the next day and reports it in the paper, and next week we get Mr... Wait, who owned the horse? Mr. Faithful has uh, regained his mare and his less 20 shillings. Now, not all of these interactions are just, like... Horse for money, mm. uh, sort bird of thing. Spider. Like... spider eats bird. No, <laughs> bird eats spider isn't news. <laughs> but this one guy, uh, Mr. Hayes, is selling a quantity of pork for which grain will be taken in payment Ooh. or six months' credit on approved security. Mm. Also, a quantity of soap for sale. I feel like Mr. Hayes needs money. Because he's just willing to, like, he's got well, this pork. He's got pork, but... He's soap, got pork and soap. Soap was made out of rendered pig fat, right? So he's just got pork, yeah. So he had a pig, he's had now he's got pigs. pork and soap. <laughs> yeah, so he's selling... Hashtag he's probably, capitalism. He probably has a pig farm. Yeah. And he's like, I'm gonna sell me some pork yeah. and make this soap and I'll make double the profits. And I'll take credit, because nobody has anything. <laughs> I'll take your grain. I'll just trust you that you're going to give it back within six months. Yeah. I mean, okay. If I could have any of these options, uh, any of these things for sale, I would say. Look and soap. I just I like how the soap is tacked on at the end. He's pretty keen to get rid of the pork. Yeah. Quantity of salt pork for sale, mm. for which grain will be taken in payment. Or six months credit given to approval. Also, quantity of soap for sale. You don't get credit for soap. No. That's for sale. No I grain want or credit cash for the soap. Only cash. <laughs> Ten shilling. I really don't know how much a shilling was. Ten, ten shillings. <laughs> if the no horse less. is worth twenty, I doubt the soap is worth ten. Uh, some other things that are for sale that might give us some context as to the value of this horse. Um, some cotton shirts have just arrived. All this stuff has just arrived. Okay. Fresh off the boat. Some uh, cotton shirts, some jackets, um, some blue trousers for 20 shillings? Ooh, pants for 20 shillings. Or you could... Only in blue. Excuse me, you have green. No, only blue. So you could trade in your horse for a pair of pants. Hmm. 20 shillings or one blind horse. And, uh, red flannel shirts are 16 shillings. I must be reading this wrong. Wait, because... Where is, where is this on the, in the newspaper? I'll just say here. Um, because there's no way I'm going to trade my horse, blind or not, for a flannel. 
a flannel shirt. You can't even get a shirt and pants. It's just the shirt or the, the pants. Shirt. You cannot yeah. afford the others. No. Uh, black and coloured stockings uh, seem to be a bit cheaper. Uh, they sold per pair, which is good. Mm. <laughs> Um, ladies, black velvet bonnets, gloves, and mitts of all colours. Fans, feathers, uh, and a bunch of other stuff have just arrived as well. You can buy some gunpowder for 16 shillings. Ooh. Come to think of it, that's not a lot for a horse. No. I suppose you didn't think it was worth much. I always think of horses as being the pet of the elite. Yes, because they're worth so much money. But I yeah. suppose, like, back then, they would have still been worth a lot of money, but more people mm. would have had horses for, like, farm work and getting around and stuff. Like, this is yeah. pre-car. Or, like, commercial yeah. car. So... Yeah, maybe... Um, what would you trade the horse? Okay, let's say we found the horse... First of all, we try to negotiate more than 20 shillings from... I'll trade you this horse for a pair of purple pants. Would you try to get the 20 shillings from each of them in turn? Oh, hey, yeah. I've got your horse. Give me the 20 shillings not Let's deliver it to Let's give the horse to one person. Then you don't have the horse. You just have to turn up, you know, to the guy's door and like, I found your horse. Give me the shillings. Unless you, like, you know, had some... I reckon they're trying to pull something, though. No, you get one of those rabid dogs. <laughs> and you dress it up as you a find, horse. Find an insufficient fence. Mm-hmm. Take someone's dog. <laughs> Just pay to negotiate a higher price on the horse you found. Yeah. And then you've got to try and negotiate a price on the dog that you're returning. We could get a whole scam going on here. Too bad we weren't born in... 1809. Yeah, we'd have so many garments for the head. <laughs> Silver spindles. Hats and bonnets. And other garments for the head. Wait, okay, how many garments for the head are there? Hats and bonnets. Hats, bonnets. Beanies don't seem like they were a thing. Knitted cap. Knitted cap. Some sort of... Okay, I assume it's by occasion. Now, obviously, black was popular. Mm. Uh, A lot of funerals, I guess. (laughs) People getting eaten by spiders and the like. Uh, (laughs) So, you know, you're going to need your your morning cap, your wedding cap, your Your social outing cap, your horse race cap, walking bonnet... Your evening bonnet, uh, going to find the guy that owes you 20 shillings bonnet, running away from the guy you said you'd pay back in six months bonnet. But they were all bonnets and hats. Yeah, so you need a bonnet and a hat for all these things. (laughs) Maybe some sort of a headband. Look, it says bands, feathers... Maybe some sort of um, tiara? That'd be a bit much. That. A tiara would be worth more than a blind horse. Surely. Surely. 
Especially one being shipped from England by ship. <laughs> the tiara. Yes. <laughs> I assume the horse was also shipped from England. Well, like... I mean, it could have been a wild horse that had been here for a while. Well, no, it could have been its parent horse. Could have been shipped from England. It could be first generation Australian horse. It could be. Hmm. Okay, so we're all going to look up um, when did horses, where horses were first imported. Where horses come from. <laughs> Let's not look that up. I feel like you get some really random YouTube videos. <laughs> I won't look up the image section of that. Okay, so we are about to um, go find a horse mm -hmm. so we can trade it in for, some for a bunch garments. of head ornaments um, and then take our 50 head of sheep with our sugar and uh, so, return the caskets later. Yeah. Yeah. And sure we, um, we meanwhile we'll be um, trade avoiding... Trade those, those shillings for money. But, yeah. Uh, for a soap, by the way. Yeah. Do, do we want to go to the soap or do we want to go to the pork? So soap seems like a good we'll, investment. We'll go with the soap, but we'll get yeah. the pork on credit. Okay. Alright. <laughs> that we'll pay back after we found the horse. Yeah. Wait, didn't we get the shillings from finding the horse to pay for the soap? No, that's how we're buying our head ornaments. Oh. So we need to find a different horse or lead the same horse. Or the dog. Out of the paddock. From the insufficient fence. I don't know, this horse sounds stupid. <laughs> I think the horse could be our it's not uh, stupid, our cash it's man. blind. <laughs> well, clearly these guys don't have a sufficient fence. That's not my problem. Yeah, just you know, it's, this year is rife with insufficient fencing. Insufficient fencing. Uh, people are trying to sell pork on credit, which I feel like I don't know. Can Maybe we have episode names for this podcast? I feel like Insufficient Fence is a good yeah. name for our first podcast. Insufficient Fence episode leads to... Episode 1, Insufficient Fence. <laughs> insufficient Fence means head ornaments. <laughs> <laughs> we will let you know how we go and we'll be back in a couple of weeks' time mm -hmm. with some news from 1819. Oh, we're skipping forward 10 years. We're skipping forward 10 years mm -hmm. and a couple of weeks, but this next one's going to be really good. Okay. Um, so the next one comes from Hobart. Ooh. Nothing going on in Hobart at the time. Absolutely nothing. Or is there? Dun, dun, dun. All right. Well, <laughs> make sure you tune in in two weeks' time. And be sure to subscribe. Yes. Like and subscribe. Um, when we have our YouTube videos up. Yeah. Hopefully next week. When our lights yeah. don't catch fire. I reckon they'll be right. She'll be right. Okay, see you next time. See ya. Mm -hmm.